have to put building products together properly to get the outcomes that you want to achieve from an energy efficiency uh, perspective and in particular the health perspective so that's when the health became very obvious to me because if you don't put the building products together properly then you don't manage the moisture in the construction properly you end up with perverse health warme, outcomes uh, warme und warme und warm und warm warm and warm and we call it woofy G'day and welcome back to another episode of Homestyle Green. This is the podcast dedicated to inspiring people to make a better place to live. And this week on the show, I'm very pleased to have Jesse Clark, who is uh, now a colleague of mine at Proclimber. He's the Building Science Manager for Australia and New Zealand. And we're going to be talking about Woofy, which is some pretty amazing software that basically allows us to pretty accurately determine not just if moisture will accumulate, but how long it's likely to hang around inside a part of a building. And this is probably this is obviously really important because we can basically tell whether a building is going to fail or not. So anyway, I started out by asking Jesse how he got into Woofy and and really how he got into building science in the first place. It's a bit of a um, a strange history, I guess. Um, building science is um, yeah, it's, it's not, not a massively well-known um, sort of profession in, in Australia or New Zealand, but um, I've always had an interest in science, I guess, which stemmed from my childhood. And that was the fact that um, I had relatives, uncles and aunties that worked in um, universities and CSRO and all these um, research organisations that, that um, developed that interest in science for me. And then I went on when I was going through the education system um, after high school, decided I wanted to do a degree in uh, photovoltaics um, because I saw that that would be the future. Mm -hmm. It wasn't in the um, early 2000s, wasn't a massive sort of um, industry at that point. And I said, well, this will be the next big thing. So like me, I always look for the future, not for the past or the uh -huh. present. And um that's where I did that degree in engineering and photovoltaics. And when I got out of that, there wasn't a massive industry in photovoltaics. And I got picked up by an engineering firm that said, well, we do sustainable building, come and work for us. Um, so this was a consulting firm. And I worked for them learning all about um, insulation systems and buildings and fabric first approach and how you um, deliver energy efficient buildings. Mm -hmm. And that was a great learning curve about the regulations and how, um, how everything fits together in terms of delivering buildings for code compliance. And yep. then I got um, picked up by a uh, building products company, uh, a, a large building products company in Australia, that I basically learned a lot about building products and the fact that you have to put building products together properly to get the outcomes that you want to achieve from an energy efficiency uh, perspective and in particular, the health perspective. Yep. So that's when the health became very obvious to me because if you don't put the building products together properly, then you don't manage the moisture in the construction properly, you end up with perverse health outcomes. And essentially that led me down the route of a lot of reading of international research um, from Europe and America on 
how to build healthy, durable, and energy efficient buildings, which is essentially what building science is. Yeah. So now I'm sitting here saying, well, this is the future, and that's where we're going, and this is this is going to be the next big thing. What what happened to solar panels? They're still there, but there's a lot <laughs> of other people that are um, implementing solar panels, and yeah. ultimately the fabric first approach is um, what we need to do. So yeah. solar panels, yes, I, yes, they should be on every single building, but that doesn't mean we should build poor buildings and um, make up for the the lack of um, building fabric performance with additional solar panels. That's yeah. not a very good solution. Yep. Yep. So tell us more about what you've what you learnt overseas about building science and particular moisture, uh, the flow of moisture as well as the flow of heat. Yeah. Okay. So heat managing heat obviously is an obvious one. Um, mm. Heat conductive heat and um, yeah and convective heat through building envelopes to stop uh, heat loss or heat gain you know, depending yeah. if it's summer so that that's obvious and energy efficiency regulations um around the world that pick that up very early and mm -hmm. australia and new zealand have probably got a large focus on heat uh, particularly australia and not so much focus on um on moisture in yep. the building envelope um, but if you're going to, I mean, the first law of physics um, for every action is the equal and opposite reaction. So if you come along and start changing the thermal profile across the building envelope, which you're doing with insulation systems, then what is the opposite reaction? And if you don't manage the latent heat, which is the moisture and the humidity in the air in combination with the, the just the sensible or the, the thermal um, heat, then you end up with a perverse outcome and that is moisture accumulation somewhere in the building envelope and the more we air seal buildings it gives us more control of the heat through the building envelope mm -hmm. but it also raises a potential risk that you can trap moisture inside the building but when done correctly an air sealed building will be far better and far healthier because you can manage the um, the moisture flows in the building envelope and with controlled ventilation systems to get outcomes for health, durability, and energy efficiency. All right, just let's pause there for a moment because we've thrown a, a bunch of uh, technical jargon at us. Firstly, uh, sensible versus latent heat. What's the what's the how would I describe those to my nine-year-old? Okay, so sensible heat uh, is basically change in temperature. It's when you use energy to either cool air or heat air. Mm -hmm. so, so that's what my heat pump does? Yeah, that's what your heat pump does. So it's either adding heat or, or extracting heat from, from a body of air, i.e. Mm -hmm. in, in, inside your house. Sensible heat, uh, sorry, latent heat is then coming along and you're saying, well, um, how much humidity is in that air and how much energy is it going to take to um, remove moisture from that air? Right. And that is essentially um, dehumidification and, and it takes energy to dehumidify air as well and so it's running running my heater and my dehumidifier at the same time yep you may do that but um yeah you may you may try and dehumidify because when you have um, heat air and then 
you want to reduce the overall amount of moisture in that air so you don't create problems with um, uh, humidity buildup when you build an envelope, you could dehumidify at the same time, but um, then you run into potential comfort issues. Mm -hmm. So if you have really warm air that is really dry, it probably won't be comfortable for the occupants because it's right. drying out and creating right. all sorts of comfort problems. So most of the time we just think about sensible heat because that's easy because we understand that it's just heat flow but you're saying that if we want to really address comfort and health then we also need to understand latent heat which is a bit more complicated that's exactly it um latent heat is the one that's well basically ignored um so so moisture in the air uh, in all the sort of the energy efficiency discussions is ignored. And by ignoring something in a um, equation, then that's when the perverse outcomes start to arise. Mm -hmm. So mm -hmm. essentially we have to analyze moisture in a building yeah. envelope, uh, the internal uh, environment. So how humid is it getting inside the building? And then what happens um, if that moisture diffuses or air transported um, mechanisms transport the water vapor into the construction systems yeah yeah if that, that um, moisture in the air reaches any cold surfaces uh, within the construction systems i.e as you get closer and closer to the outside of the building in a cold climate then the risk of condensation or moisture accumulation in those outer layers um, increases and that's when you start getting um, health issues but hidden health issues which are occurring within the construction systems and you can't even see them right because you're getting potentially moisture which then might lead to mold but you can't necessarily see it because it's growing inside the wall exactly so so you get um high humidity or, or at worst case uh, full condensation occurring in your construction systems and mold basically needs three things to grow it needs a suitable substrate something that likes to eat which can be cellulose based products um you know paper timber products mold can grow on those products and like all also, the yummy stuff we'd make walls with uh yep a lot of yummy stuff in the walls and then <laughs> and then it needs um the two other things it needs is suitable temperature and mm -hmm. moisture right so and if we're providing those two then do we get mold well that's right so if you've got those three things um food a food source, suitable temperature and humidity or moisture, then you've got uh, suitable conditions for mold growth. Before we go on, I'd just like to say a quick thanks to Proclimber who helped make this show possible. Proclimber's air tightness and weather tightness building systems in combination with effective insulation and appropriate ventilation create energy efficient, low allergen emitting, comfortable, healthy buildings. Proclimber's patented systems also ensure the long-term effectiveness of insulation and the structural durability of the building by protecting it from moisture damage, thereby making sure your healthy, energy-efficient and eco-friendly environment remains that way for years to come. Check them out at proclimber.com.au or proclimber.co.nz. Proclimber, and the insulation is perfect. You mentioned that sealing up the building as we're tending to do, therefore increases the risk of this, that situation occurring. Uh, don't some people use it as an argument for not sealing up the building quite as well? 
Yes. So then, <laughs> so this is what air sealing does is gives you more control over where the moisture goes. The moisture is mm -hmm. always going to be there unless you run a humidifier 24 hours, seven days a week. Right. If you run a, sorry, a dehumidifier, if you run a dehumidifier 24 hours, seven days a week, you're going to end up with a huge energy penalty. You're going to use energy to do that. Yeah. Um, so that's not a good solution. So then we say, okay, let's, how do we manage that moisture? Well, we've got to stop that moisture going into the building envelope for starters. Mm -hmm. So if we've got humid, warm, humid air inside the building, we have to basically air seal the inside of our structure to stop moisture going into the building envelope. Because yeah. if you have air leaks, the moisture will be transported with the air leaks. And then as soon as it touches a cold surface towards the outer of the building fabric, then you end up with condensation or high humidity and mold growth. Yep. So the air tightness is all about control. Yep, exactly. So then control. that, yeah, so then that gets us into the discussion around how do you um, design and construct buildings around um, control layers in the mm -hmm. construction. Yeah. And the issue I see is a lot of the time the focus is just put on thermal control, i.e. by thermal control I mean um, an insulation layer. But yep. if we say, well, let's start controlling um, water vapour as well and air because air and water vapour are, intrin are intrinsically linked because um, air contains moisture. Mm -hmm. So if you get air leaks through the structure, it takes moisture with it. So if we're going to manage the water vapour, we have to have an air barrier within the construction. Yep. And we have to have proper vapour control. I, we have to know what the properties of the materials we are using that will either allow water vapor to diffuse through it or it won't allow water vapor to, to diffuse through it. Right. And, right. yep. Yeah. So some materials are very resistive to water vapor flow. Uh, so materials like metals and uh, glass mm -hmm. are vapor barriers. So they, they will essentially just stop water vapor going anywhere. And materials that contain thin layers of metal, uh, metal sheeting or aluminium foils, then prevent water vapour diffusion. So depending on where those materials are used, that could either be a good thing or a bad thing, but you have to be very careful where you're going to use vapour barriers within a construction system. Right. Which leads us to thing tools like Woofy to figure that out. Yeah, that's right. So Woofy... Uh, which is uh, software which was developed by the Fraunhofer Institute in Germany. And the Fraunhofer Institute is one of the leading scientific research organisations in uh, Germany. And they developed this software for this exact problem because they were having um, unhealthy conditions arising in, in buildings all over Europe, mm -hmm. um, all over the world for that matter. Yeah. And they needed the ability to be able to, or a design tool to be able to design systems that wouldn't trap water vapor or trap moisture within the construction system. Yep. And in order to do that, you need to know what's happening on the inside of the building, what are the temperature and humidity conditions on the inside of the building, and the climate in which you build in that building. So what um, you might build on the South um, Island of New Zealand compared to the North Island of New Zealand might vary slightly because the climatic conditions are different. Yeah. And then we go on a holiday up to Darwin and go up there, it's going to be fundamentally different because all the moisture is actually on the outside of the building in all the, the, the air within out, the humidity 
in the actual um, environmental conditions is is massive. There's huge right. amounts of outside the building. So there's no so, perfect wall that's going to suit every climatic condition. Um, not exactly. No, there's there's walls that will be very durable in a lot of climates. But when yeah. you start getting to tropical climates, then then it starts getting um, really interesting and tricky. Um, but yes, a, a definitely a wall that you know, cold climate to a tropical climate will probably be fundamentally different. Right. And so Woofy allows us to construct that wall in a virtual sense, uh, in a on a computer screen, and and test it out. Yeah. So so then all the inputs to Woofy um, basically allow you to analyze all those different material layers which you would put in a wall or a, a roof system and it allows you to say well okay how much water vapor is diffusing through those materials and is there are there any materials in that wall or roof system that are likely to cause uh, moisture accumulation mm -hmm. or high humidity levels because it, it resists the the um, flow of water vapor you end up with a high humidity um, surface somewhere in the construction system they're yeah. high anything generally over 80 percent as a rule of thumb um is a precursor for mold so any yeah. any conditions over 80 percent might start to cause uh mold growth yep but as i understand it if, if stuff if uh water accumulates and moisture accumulates it estimates going over 80 percent for a short period of time is that always going to be a problem is it does it also matter how long it stays wet for? Yeah, for sure. Exactly right. Um, time is a big factor in the whole equation. So an instantaneous 80% humidity is kind of meaningless. It's like, okay, yep, it was humid. Even a slight mist of condensation isn't um, necessarily going to be catastrophic. Uh, the question is how long is it high humidity? And mould doesn't grow instantaneously. It takes time. So yeah. there's time analysis built or, or tools that add on to this woofy software that enable you to say well okay how long and is the, those high humidity conditions experienced within that construction and look at uh, mold growth algorithms to say how um, using the time factor and say are, are you likely to get mold growth then you basically end up with a traffic light saying no all clear good or slight risk or no this system is not good at all just definitely don't build it and this is the potentially really exciting and an amazing thing about this is, is that we can essentially tell whether a wall or a roof or a building element is going to fail and how long it's going to take to fail before it's built is that is that basically what Wolfie allows us to do yeah that's right um Woofy's like a crystal ball, basically, um, or as close as we can get in terms of construction failure, I guess, because it. Um, this is what why simulation exists in, in all respects in different fields, um, because it allows you to try and predict what's going to happen in the future. Mm. And based on um, a lot of research and um, validation of, of the Woofy software in Germany and internationally, um, it's been proven that it, that it is very accurate at... Um, trying to or predicting what will happen in those structures mm. so yes so so it's it's a crystal ball allows you to so given the issues that we've had with with leakiness and moisture accumulation the main question is why why are more people not doing it 
Um, why are not? Why are people not doing it? Um, it's basically you got to start. You got to walk before you can run. Mm-hmm. And I guess um, we have to first understand all the material properties and understand about vapor diffusion and air leakage. And then um, we need to be able to input all the inputs into this software to to get um, answers. But um, yeah, it's a, it's a learning process basically. Mm-hmm. We have to we have to do a bit of catching up here, and we have to learn um, not just simply put things in the too hard basket, but say, okay, all right, how do we um, really analyze this and build um, construction systems that work and understand what's happening within those construction systems. And getting that data, that's a big part of the sessions that we've got planned coming up uh, here in, in Auckland, but also it's going to be an ongoing conversation. But we, we basically need to get the conversation going, right, to, to, and get more data and get a bit of a strategy to figure out how we can um, get this into more mainstream practice. Uh, yeah, for sure. So, so it needs um, – it's a collaborative effort. We're going to have to get um, a whole bunch of different product suppliers together and say, look, um, this problem isn't just a one product problem. It, it, it's an overall solution problem. Mm-hmm. And all the different product manufacturers are going to have to be on board, or not all of them, a, a consortium to start with, and we'll say, okay, let's um, develop – uh, material properties so we know exactly how our materials perform yeah and we can use woofy our crystal ball to to um work out how those construction systems are going to work in in the long term sounds good hey just before we finish because we're about to run out of time um what does woofy stand for well, <laughs> I'll, I'll try and pronounce this in my best uh german Vremer and fleckte instructioner which is heat that's and good moist. <laughs> heat and moisture transient so yeah heat and moisture transient software so basically it says it says what it is on the tin really but just in a different language so it's it's talking like you said at the beginning it's it's not just the transfer of heat but also the transfer of moisture at the same time as that heat and, and calculating those together yep exactly and i guess the simple way in other parts of the world that that's been thought about is um ham heat, air, and moisture. So we need to Ham. think about those things. Ham. Nice. Heat, air, and moisture. And that's what we need to think about when we're designing um, our constructions, uh, our construction systems and our buildings. Cool. All right. Well, I better leave you uh, uh, to your good work and we look forward to seeing you over here uh, later on this month, Jesse. Uh, and I hope uh, lots of people can make it to that session. But thanks for that time. It's good to get a little bit of a primer. All right. Thanks. For, thanks, Matt. Awesome. All right. All right. Cheers. Cheers. Bye. And that was Jesse Clark, who is the building science manager at Proclima in Australia and uh, for New Zealand as well. Now, Jesse is coming to Auckland on the 17th of October 2018 to conduct a couple of Woofy sessions. Firstly, an advanced session. So if you're already familiar with Woofy, then this is a great opportunity to have a chat with Woofy about really how we progress the uptake of Woofy. And for that, we need more designers able to do it. We need more clients and consumers asking for this type of analysis. But we also need product suppliers to get on board and provide the, uh, firstly do the research, but then provide the data so that their products can be in the Woofy library for this part of the world. 
uh, and that makes the modeling a lot more possible and also helps those manufacturers if you're out there listening helps you get specified so why wouldn't you so if you can join us in Auckland 17th of October 2018 then head over to the Proclimber Hub website that's pchub.co.nz click on education you should see those seminars listed if you're listening to this sometime in the future, uh, then stay in touch with the Proclimber Hub, but also check out Woofy, that's wufi.co.nz, and uh, that's a page that will put up some more um, training and seminars that we have ongoing. And, and this is a bit of a process to try and increase the uptake and the usage of Woofy in here because we're all going to benefit from doing this. It's, it makes a lot of sense to, to fail fast and fail at design stage with our building and designs so that we know we can build with confidence that they are going to stay dry and healthy and durable during their real life. Hope you enjoyed that show. I'd love to get your feedback. You can email me, matthew at homestylegreen.com. And for now, go make a better place to live. Warme, warme und fuchsinstationär. Warme, warme und fuchsinstationär. Fuchs, warme und fuchsinstationär. In, in station.